1: This week on Heritage Bible Radio, our ongoing study in the book of Mark takes us to chapter 10, verses 17 through 27. An important question is considered here as a young man comes to Jesus and asks him, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Now that is a very important question. He's asking what it takes to get into heaven. It's even more important to understand the answer. And in this case, it's going to take some explanation. The disciples were certainly confused by Jesus' answer. You might say, how you answer this question is a matter of perspective. Because from a totally human perspective, if we're asking what we must do, the answer is, there is nothing you can do to assure your entrance into heaven. But if we consider God's perspective, the answer is, what you cannot do, God can do. And what God can do, he has done. Even that explanation will require some explanation, and that's why Pastor Jim will take it over from here. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Then Who Can Be Saved? Jesus
0: looking around says to his disciples, how hard it will be for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. Again, it helps to compare Matthew and Mark and Luke, and we learn that Jesus, when Jesus told him to give away his possessions and give to the poor and following him, we're told that the man's face fell. Grief just flooded over him. We also learn, as you compare the three gospel records of this incident, that Jesus made the comment about how hard it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven He said that before the guy was gone. It wasn't after he walked away. So since he said it to the man, he said it with the man present, he also looked around as he said it. It was a comment intended for the rich young ruler and a comment intended for the disciples and a comment intended for everyone else within earshot and it's for all of us who read the Gospels. Now the man trudges away. I bet it was pretty quiet. I think probably everyone was kind of aghast at what Jesus said to him. All their lives they had been taught in that hypocritical works righteousness system of the Pharisees. They had been taught that the rich, since they could do so much more than others, surely the rich ones had the inside track to heaven. Because it was a merit system. The words must have hung like icicles in the air as the man walked away. Truly I say to you, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So as those words sunk in and the silence was deafening, Jesus' voice rings out and strikes another blow against the lousy theology of the Pharisees and all of their followers. Look at verses 24 and 25. The disciples were amazed at His words. Now remember, they're still in a growth process. There's still a lot of things that they haven't seen. Why would they be amazed that He said that? Well, because they too had been steeped in that system. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now perhaps you've heard that explained before in terms that when there was a walled city in the ancient world, uh, the gates would be closed at night, the, the, the main gates to the city, um, so that thieves and robbers couldn't come in. You couldn't be attacked at night. But there would be a smaller gate that um, for someone that could walk through. Just one or two guards, you could guard that that smaller gate. And that smaller gate was called the eye of the needle. And if somebody came in with a camel and uh, had to come in at, after dark, it was very hard to get through that gate. So they'd have to strip the camel of whatever it was carrying, and camel would have to get on its knees and wriggle through the the eye of the needle to get into the city. Have you ever heard that explanation? It's total bunk. I've heard it preached with power and authority. And it's wrong. Somebody made that up. Let me give you a hint into the Greek here. The eye of a needle means the eye of a needle. Camel means camel. How hard is it to get a camel through the eye of a needle? It is impossible. Even if you grease the camel really good, you can't do it. The point is, it is impossible. Easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle was a colloquialism in that culture for the impossible. The Persians didn't have as many camels around, so they said it's easier for an elephant to go through the eye of a needle. There weren't any elephants in Palestine, so the Jewish version substitutes camel for elephant. The point is, it's impossible. This text um, says it's impossible for a rich person to be saved. And you know what? It's impossible for anyone to be saved. That's the point. Now, the disciples took the bait and they asked the next great question that I've used as the title of the sermon. They were even more astonished and they said to him, Then who can be saved? That sets the stage for the first payoff of this encounter with the rich young ruler. How can a rich man be saved? How can a poor man be saved? How can anyone be saved? That's what you're supposed to ask. How can I be saved? How is this possible? Well, it doesn't get any better. Not yet. Verse 27, looking at them, Jesus said, with people, literally the Greek says, with man, it is impossible. But not with God, for all things are possible with God. What's the point here? How can I be saved? What good thing can I do to be saved? What what do I lack? You lack absolutely everything. You don't have a chance. Your only hope is that God would save you. Oh, and the great news is, He did. He sent his son to take the penalty. A rich man can't save save himself. He can't buy his way into heaven. No one can gain enough merit to earn the pleasure and the forgiveness of God. Salvation for everyone, man, woman, boy, girl, no matter what color, no matter what culture, no matter what language, no matter where, no matter when, no matter how many sins No matter how much righteousness has been demonstrated on man's level, no one can be saved. It is impossible. Now, comparing on a human level, riches can be a formidable barrier that keeps some people from realizing their sin and humbling themselves. And that's why to the rich young ruler, Jesus gave the answer that He gave. Now, riches... They can't buy salvation. They can be handy. You know, riches can buy church buildings. They can support missionaries and preachers. They can help the poor. But riches cannot buy or rent you even a fleeting moment in the presence of God. The only hope of salvation that that rich young ruler had is the only hope of salvation that you and I have. And that is that God will do it. And as I said, the great news is, He did it. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. To those who believed, He says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not as a result of works that no one should boast. The grace of God is truly amazing. No wonder we keep singing that song. The first key question comes from the lips of the rich young ruler. What am I still lacking? Ultimately what he was lacking was the understanding that he was lacking everything. He didn't understand his own sinfulness. The second key question comes from the disciples when they heard how hard it is for a rich man to be saved. Well then, who can be saved? Only one who will receive it through childlike faith, as a free gift of God that only He can accomplish. Now, reset the scene in your mind. The rich young ruler has gone away devastated. He's grieved. He wouldn't admit his, his sin. He wouldn't humble himself and realize that nothing in this world is as important as knowing God and being with Him for eternity. And now the disciples are saying, wow, it's that hard? Who? Who's going to get in? We'll come back next time and we're going to see the further application that Jesus makes in light of this encounter. Oh, and there's something else really rich from this. But we're not in Russia. We're going to stop without having a three-hour service this morning. So we'll continue next Lord's Day. Let's pray. Father, thank You for this portion of Your Word. Thank You for all of Your Word, but for this lesson, remind us, not by any of our merits can we stand in Your presence, but only by Your grace. You know every heart here this morning just as well as you knew the heart of that rich young man. You know every need of every heart. So may your spirit have his way with us. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program.